0: Believe in your word to be his unadulterated truth. So, Father, minister through us to your holy word. May be a guidelines to our paths. Lord, a light to our feet, almighty God. That we will have it hidden within our heart. That we will not sin against you. Speak now, Lord, for your servants are listening. And we give you all the glory, all the praise. Amen. 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 You may be seated. Hallelujah. On this April morning. Leading to this fourth Sunday in April, where we're going to celebrate the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. I attempt to deal with Jesus on his way to Jerusalem. And uh, I, 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 I think I dealt with this last year. I'm dealing with it again until, 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 until he comes back. Every time we get close to Easter, I'm going to deal with as he walked towards Jerusalem. So you can go and tell, pastors not original." That's why I'm not original. I'm gonna go with the Bible, and that's how they did tell the story of my Lord and Savior on His way to Jerusalem. <laughs> because the story is about Him going to Jerusalem. Because if He did not make it there, how could He die on the cross? Mm. Somebody might get that on the way home who did not get it already. Jesus is teaching and. And he's trying to grasp the Pharisees and the Sadducees to grasp what it's all about. They loved their money, and they scoffed at him. They had their minds made of how they want to be rich and thought that they were blessed because of their wealth. We live in the same time today that somebody thinks they're better off because they have more money. Somebody thinks they're better off because they have a better house and live in a better place of society or they have a title that's higher than you. And funny thing is that sometimes when, when, when I was at a job and you had those people that thought they were better off than you because they had a higher title than you, but nobody treated them that way. And so therefore they try to treat you at a lower degree because they treated you that way. And, 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 and the sad thing is they try to point out how great they are and I just point out to them how small I am and when I do that, people make me a lot bigger than what I really am because the situation is when we decrease we allow God to shine and people want to be around light they don't want to be around dark because some of those people are nothing what you call a black hole, y'all know a black hole it sucks in everything that's around it so that no light can come out and that's why people don't want to be around, them, because they don't want to be dis- uh, extinguished. But they want to shine. They want to be warmth. And so we need to continue to let our light shine. Looking at this parable Jesus gives in Luke, the 16th chapter, uh, verses 19 to 31, the story that I, I titled, The Tale of Two Men. <laughs> the Tale of Two Men. We have one described as a rich man, one described as Lazarus. Uh, In the Latin, it it translates rich man as dives. So you might have heard some people say that this man's name was dives. We don't clearly have this man's names, but dives can be affectionately called to this man or because dives is translated as rich man. And so this rich man or dives and there's a poor man who Jesus does name and his name is Lazarus. Some of us might have some problems. Let me, let me just give some clarity before I go any further. Some of us may have some problems looking at this text and say, is this a parable or is it true? My point is it's both. If Jesus spoke, it has to be true. Hello. Jesus is not, not going to give us lies. And then if a parable, yes, it is a parable because he's describing to us how the kingdom of God is. And when we look at the story, we have have a couple of characters here. We have the rich man, we have Lazarus, we have Abraham. And then also, aside some side, note care, we see some angels. And then also we see the other prophets, and we find out that that rich man has some brothers that were just like him, were no good. In this text, I want to highlight, if you look down with me at the end, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, and I, I want you to see clearly. Clearly, clearly what happens to this man is is so beautiful and so succinct, how it goes. Just look at me at verse 22. It says, finally, the poor man died and was carried by the angels to be with Abraham. The rich man also died and was buried. And his soul went to the place of the dead. There in torment, he saw Abraham in the far distance with Lazarus at his Sigh. The rich man shouted, Father Abraham, have some pity, have mercy. Send Lazarus over here to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue. I am in anguish in these flames. Help me announce this to you neighbor, the tale of two men. Amen. We see that Jesus is sitting down and the Pharisees, the Pharisees, the Pharisees are looking at him and And they want to be rich. He's letting, know, he's letting them know. He's letting them know. He's letting them know. He's letting them know that you, you can love all your wealth that you want, but that's not what God is in, wants you to have as your goal. And he's sitting down. He says, and there is a rich man. Y'all see that, right? He's pointing out to an example. There is a rich man. And look how he's living. It says he is clothed in purple. I, I like that color, but in that time, that color meant a whole lot different. If you were clothed in purple, that means you were the riches of the rich. That you could afford what we would say modern day. He was dressed in Prada, or Louis Vuitton, or Tommy Hilfiger, or Ralph Lauren, or whatever those are, those foreign, foreign people's names. I don't. You don't even know the name. You can't even pronounce their name. But they cost too much money that we don't even worry about them. And, and he was, look at the casters, casters. Not only did he close that, but then it says his undergarments was fine linen. So not only was his hour clothes nice, so were the clothes that was his undergarments. Hello. And this, this man, this man was living real good that he had a feast every day. Y'all see that? Every day that man was eating real good. Uh, with my mind imagination, I, I, I can see his brothers all his friends just enjoying his wealth with him. Say, it's so sure enough good to be rich. So, so glad you're my friend. Having him to never have to wait in line always in the front. Probably had a, a, modern times, probably had a private jet. Had his own personal sofa. Never got wet, never cooked a meal, never tied his shoes, never brushed his teeth. Y'all remember, if y'all ever watched Coming to America? Good morning, sir. And they brushed his teeth. Gurgled for him and everything. Woke up to a symphony as his alarm clock. Must be good to be rich. And and then we see the other man. Look how he's described. His name is Lazarus. Lazarus means helped by God. Y'all might catch on to that later on. And he is poor, sitting at the rich man's gate. He is longing for the scraps that fall off the rich man's table. Nowhere do we see the rich man gave him the scraps. It said he wanted the scraps. Nowhere did he say he was able to get the scraps. It says he just longed after the scraps. Some text suggests that the, after the times of eating the rich man or those who ate, they used the bread to wipe their hands and then threw it under the table for the dogs to eat. Don't know if that's true or not, but just think about it. If you was that rich, <laughs> you just throw it away. like I don't have use for this. I'll have me another meal tomorrow. And look, the food that falls off the table is left for the dogs. Hence, Jesus now shows where the dogs are. These dogs, these dogs are not the gentle animal pet dogs that you and I know of. These are wild dogs, possibly a coyote a wolf, coming around licking his sores. That's not comfort. That is discomfort. You know, dogs of prey go after what is dead. So they're going after this man who has ulcers, who has dead sores, and they are licking his, licking him, probably almost eating him alive, possibly. Because they're licking his sores because it tastes good to them. because they, because what do animals after? They eat dead flesh, and they enjoy it. It tastes good to them. And I can imagine with my own imagination, this man's so weak, so frail, that he's unable even to fend off the dogs and probably welcomes them, because that's probably the only company he has. The rich man in his house having a party. The poor man out there by the gate being messed with dogs. And then it moves very quickly. He says, then, then what? Lazarus dies. And is carried away by angels. Rich man died. He buried. Y'all see that? And then... Did it say sometime later? No, it says then he looked up. He looked up and saw Lazarus. One thing I want you to see here, he calls out to Father Abraham. Have Lazarus go have Lazarus give me some water. Can I can I tell with you that you can also label this message the tale of two beggars? In the beginning, you had one that was just begging for a crumb of bread. Now you have one begging just to get some water. You see how the stories have flipped the tale of the two men. You see here, the rich man also knew Lazarus' name. Y'all see that? So he was well aware of this man left with sores at his front gate, but he did nothing to help him. I want to highlight here, yes, the rich man is in hell, but he's not in hell because of his wealth. God is not against us being rich and wealth. If that was the case, he would not bless Solomon. So he asked Solomon, What do you want? Solomon said, Lord, I desire wisdom. So all right, because you asked this, I will bless you with wealth. You see, you see how, how, how God, God has a mind given us leisures. So we could be a blessing to somebody else, because he said, if I give you wisdom, then you'll know how to use what I give you. Come on, somebody. The, the rich man is in hell because he failed to believe the prophets and the word of God. How do we know this? Look what he says to Father Abraham. Father Abraham, may he, may he, may he give me some water. Nah, he can't do that. There's a chasm. He can't come there. You can't come here, but you can look in envy. Some of y'all didn't get that. Hell is a real place. And you go, you, you, those in hell are going to see us partying in heaven. And they'll be longing to be where we are. And look closely here again. He says, he says, well, if that's the case, send Lazarus back so that my brothers won't perish. Y'all see that, right? Now he dead and gone. Now he wants to be an evangelist. Y'all see that? And, and look, 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 look look what Father Abram says. He says he, he won't believe, they won't believe him. Y'all, y'all see that? Lazarus being raised from the dead, they said they won't even believe him because they didn't believe what? The prophets that came before him. Basically saying they're just as hard-headed as you are. But now can we grab this look at who he's talking to, to the Pharisees? The Pharisees later on, later on when Jesus raised Lazarus from the dead, not the Lazarus in this parable, but Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha. When they raised him from the grave, they became angry and they wanted to kill Jesus and Lazarus. They were jealous that said, who is this God that raised Lazarus from the dead? That's not a God. I don't know who he is, but look how they run after him. We need to kill Jesus and Lazarus. Pointing out again that Jesus did raise somebody from the dead and they still not believe him. Come on, somebody. You see, we need to grasp here that in believing in God, we have to realize that it's not based on our status and who we are, but believing his word and his promise. Because a rich man did not go to hell because he was rich but lack of belief. The poor man did not go to heaven just because he was poor, but he believed in the promise. You see, you can look at your status of your life and realize that this world is not all that it's cracked up to be. Because you can live how you want to live in this world, but you won't live how you want to live in heaven. You got to make a choice. You have to be decided. But I want to highlight this real closely and look into, look at what's happening in our in our political uh, uh, stratosphere, what's going on right now. People are fighting for jobs. Am I right about it? People are on strike because they feel they're not being properly represented. Am I right about it? People are are, are willing to fight for to hold on to the money that they already have. And you have people trying to fight just to get money they don't even even have. You see, look closely here. Jesus tells us that we should not be like the heathens who take authority and lord over those who are under us. You see it here that people that have money, this is what they want to do. They want to keep their money and they don't want to share with anybody else. And we need to be careful at that, that, and realize what, why, why it says what it says, that the love of money is the root of all evil. I challenge you to do a word study. If you do a word study, you look up the text and it is for the love of money is the root of all evil. You're going to find out the love of money is one word in the Greek. And that word is the love of money. Yeah, it, it's not agape and mammon. No, it's one word that says the love of money. That's how bad it is. It stands all by itself. And so when you have a desire for money, you are, you, Jesus tells us that you can't serve two masters. You either love money or you, or you, or you, or you love God. You got to choose because if you love one, you what? Hate the other. This rich man looked like he loved his money, but he hated God. Because if you are rich and you are wealthy and you love God, you will be moved with compassion when you see somebody less fortunate before you. It will pain your heart that you can be a blessing to somebody when you have it at your expense. But those those who do not have that compassion, obviously they don't know the love of God. I'm saying obviously because my Bible tells you that if how can you love your God whom you don't see but hate your brother whom you do see? It says you're a lie and the truth is not in you. You mad at me all you want, but my Bible says you're a liar if that's what you're doing. And so when we love God, then we will love our brother man. He says this: "Love your neighbor as you would what? Love yourself." So if you're rich, would you want somebody else to be rich? So when you be a blessing to somebody else, be willing to give what you could to be a blessing to them, we need to catch on and realize that our society is in a state that they're in because the rich get rich and the poor get prison. Most people who are locked up and in and, and in prison at the most other times when they commit that crime they were out of work. And because they're out of work, they became so desperate that they're willing to do anything and everything just to put money on the table. Not trying to justify what they what they were doing, but pointing out the cause and the and and the and the problem that we have in our community. That if we're not willing to give out and bless somebody and help them to do to establish themselves so they can learn how to earn a work or be there for them to sustain them till they can get on their own, we are allowing them to fall flat on their face. Our God, our God told the Israelites to tell them, "Let there be no poor among you." It did not mean that there were not no poor among them. But so, therefore, God set it up there after every seven years that they cancel all debts and every land be restored back to them. What does that mean? That means that you messed up somewhere these seven years, but we're going to restore you and give you another chance. But when we say that, but look what they say. They say, oh, the poor is their fault. It's not my fault that I had an education. It's, it's, it's not my fault duh, that I was born where I was born. It's their fault. They don't want to help themselves. Look, they must be drunks. They must be drug addicts. Uh, they must be, you know, they just, they just label negativity to anybody that may become poor. But that's not the case. Some people become poor because it's a harsh circumstance. You, you must have told me that those in Japan are poor because? No, they're poor because something happened. That they was beyond their control. The earth shook. The waves came. Now they pour. But you going to say, it's their fault. I'm not going to help them. But that's how we do to one another. We look at somebody and say, well, that's your fault. All you got to do is get up and get you a job. Are you helping me to get a job? Are you helping me to make, take care of my finances? Are you helping me and not talking down about me, but are you building me up? We see, we see Jesus is pointing out the rich man did nothing to reach out to, this poor, to, to the poor man Lazarus. But all of a sudden he thought Lazarus should serve him. Come on, Lazarus, go and give me some water. Make good of yourself while you're up there. That's how we sometimes need to catch ourselves and think, am I too good to serve? We see how the rich man, the rich man, the rich man, the rich man is now begging for a drop of water, which also highlights that torment is real. And you will be conscious in torment just as you will be conscious in heaven. We will have eternal bliss and be in the presence of a God and all the saints when we cross over from, from 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 this life. But also those who do not know him, it's a dangerous place. And so even more so, we should be a, this would be a charge upon us to ensure that those who we know will not be the ones looking up. Say, may I have a break from this pain, from this torment? And you see, there's no break. There's nothing that's going to help. And you're, you're gone, buddy. You're done. You're in this place. But look what happens. The rich man, the rich man, please, Father Abraham, look how he says, he says, child. He responds to him, child, letting her know you are one of the children of Israel, but you done messed up. Y'all see that? He responds to him, Child, they, they can't cross back. They can't cross back. I understand you got your five brothers, but look, the rich men, you know, they, they have not believed, they have not believed those who already came before me. And so so you see here, Abraham said to him, Son, remember that during your lifetime you had everything you wanted. And Lazarus had nothing. So now he is what? Being comforted while you're in anguish. Blessed are those who are who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who show mercy, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the poor in spirit. For there is the kingdom of God. You see how God will bless us who humble ourselves before Him. He gives grace to the humble, but opposes the proud. So you don't have to you don't have to get mad at the wicked when they prosper. God will make them suffer. We read that we read that in the Psalm this, this morning in our time in our time of meditation and devotion. When when Deacon read it, he pointed out how do not become envious of of wealthy and wicked when they prosper, because they're they just like the grass; they wither and fade away. You don't even remember where they were. anybody anybody had weeds in your yard before, and once you got rid of them, you didn't care where they were Because they gone. You say, oh yeah, I, ain't, I, I don't even know where those weeds were anymore. They are gone. Same thing with the wicked. Nobody remembers them when they're gone. They won't stand before the Lord, but the righteous will stand before the Lord. And we see here, we see here as the rich man is crying out, look, what Jesus says. And I'm going to close out what he says. I'm sorry, uh, what Jesus says through, through Abraham. But Abraham said to Moses and the prophets have warned them, your brothers can read what they wrote. The rich man replied, no, Father Abraham, but if someone is sent to them from the dead, Then they will repent of their sins and turn to God. But Abraham said, if they won't listen to Moses and the prophets, they won't listen even if someone rises from the dead. Can I take this home? He says that they don't believe the prophets. Why would they believe a man alive from the grave? We live in a world today, we live in a world today where people will tell you that jesus Jesus did die, but he did not rise again. We live in a world today where they tell you that Jesus was a prophet but not the prophet. We live in a world today where people will tell you that our God is not real, it's a fable, it's made up. We live in a world today where people tell you what you are reading is not true, but they believe Shakespeare, come on somebody. We live in a world today where people will, will doubt us because they, they believe what somebody else has told them and have now gone through and shift through the facts. Can I point out this fact to you, what Jesus pointed out to them, that he says through Abraham that they will not believe even if he comes back from the grave. Jesus is on his way to the cross. The Pharisees and the Sadducees already made up their mind that he is not the Christ. They got even so indignant with him, saying, if you are the Messiah, come down from there, then we will believe in you. They were lying through their teeth there because they didn't believe him while he was up there. So why would they believe him if he came down? They didn't believe him when he raised the dead. Why would they believe him then? But you see here clearly again that Jesus did rise from the grave, and they still did not believe Look what happened when he was buried in the grave. They went to, 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 to uh, Caesar says, said, hey, I, we want to ensure that you pay your guards and put a, tomb, a rock over his tomb because they might try to steal his body. Y'all, y'all, y'all go look in the text. And yet Jesus still, in spite of their disbelief, he shown up, shook the earth and rose early that Sunday morning with all power in his hands and he did walk the earth and he did show himself to many of the saints and yet some still don't believe come on somebody we see that Jesus did come to die on the cross for our sins Uh, we sing it Lord we lift your name on high you came from heaven to earth to show us the way but still some people see that's not the way for me because I want to go for myself can I give you the kingdom principle the kingdom principle states to us that what you give up you will Gain. So, Lord, I give up my life for your
1: sake and I will gain uh, eternal life. Uh, I will give up everything that I have uh, just for you. Can, can I help you out that our God is a specific
0: God? Tell your neighbor, our God is a specific God. He sometimes does personal surgery. Because everybody don't need the same procedure that you need. Come on, somebody. <laughs> somebody might need some LASIK. Somebody might need some cardiovascular. Somebody might need hip replacement. Somebody might need something else. But yet our God knows exactly what you need. Yeah. Can I talk about a rich man that came to him? <laughs> he didn't say all oh, rich men need to do this but this one rich man came to him and said uh,
1: Lord I want to gain eternal life he says well that's good you need to obey the command well I've done that alright but this one thing uh, that's troubling you oh aren't you glad our God is a specific surgeon he said there's something I need to cut up out of your life uh, so you can have eternal life uh, you are holding on to that money kind of tight uh, and kind of long uh, can you give it up and give it to the poor. My Bible says he walked away displeased. But my Bible also said if you love the Lord, you will give up your selfish ways and carry your own cross. And you will be dead to yourself to be alive in him. And I'm talking to somebody right now. I'm trying to leave you alone, but I want to drive this home. That if you try to live for the world, you'll die for the world. But if you live for Christ, uh, you will die in Christ, but yet uh, you shall live because he's the way, the truth uh, and the life. Uh, He said, I am the life and the resurrection. So though you may die, yet uh, ye shall live. Uh, I said, Lazarus, name mean uh, God helps us. Uh, Can you say, God, help me? uh, Help me in my time of need. uh, Help me when I'm down and out. uh, Help me when there's nobody Else but my side, but I'm so glad uh, you hear my despairing cry. Uh, I can be at the gate uh, trying to get on in, uh, but I know you'll send some angels. Come on, somebody, uh, and they will minister to me. Uh, I know you'll send some angels uh, and they will set me free. Uh, how will they set me free? Uh, one glad morning, <laughs> I will fly away. Uh, I don't have to worry about my wings, uh, but on the wings of the angels, uh, they'll carry me home uh, to be with my Lord. Uh, don't get caught up living for this world. Uh, you can you can live rich uh, and die poor, but you so enough can live poor uh, and die rich uh, up in heaven uh, in the pearly gates uh, before His throne, laying casting our crowns, singing glory glory to the Lord God uh, Almighty. Uh, good day now, children. Uh, may the Lord bless you real good. All uh, way home, you ought to testify that your God is a good God. He's a loving God, a merciful God. He makes sure the poor shall be taken care of. He's a father to the fatherless, a husband to the widow. I'm so glad he's the good shepherd. He's so good. I don't have to worry about what's going to come tomorrow, because he's going to set me up, because the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. I'm going to leave y'all alone. I'm just going to talk to myself. Thank you, God, for blessing me. You've been too good. You set me free. I don't care what the world has to offer, but I want everything that you have for me. I walk in obedience to you, oh God. Oh, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, bless the Lord. Oh, hallelujah.
0: Our God. Our God wants all of us. Not part of us. You can still be rich and wealthy. that won't send you to hell. But if you don't believe in our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, nothing else can save you. When you love the Lord, you know that the earth is his and the fullness there is belongs to him. So your house, your car, your wedding ring, your glasses, your ties, your watches, your shoes, they belong to the Lord. But we want to hold on to them saying they're special to me. Can I tell you about something that was special to God? His only begotten son. But he didn't hold on to him. He gave him. And Jesus gave up his life. So we can have eternal life. So we need to be mindful. That we do not allow our status blind us of our purpose. That we need to look out amongst us and give to those who are in need. And be a blessing to them as God's blessed us. Because what we have is not for us. But for his glory. And for his honor. Hallelujah. May we rise and we just take a time of prayer. Hallelujah.